Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right! All right! right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up, Doug Alib Show in the bonus in Fox Sports Radio on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome, welcome, welcome in. So, uh, we got a couple coach hirings, right? A couple coach hirings. And um, Doc Rivers is the coach of the Bucks. And Jim Harbaugh is the coach of the Chargers. Now, Doc didn't go back to college and win a national championship. But Doc has uh, been revered, nonetheless, as a former player. You know, there's the former point guard, much like Jim Harbaugh is the former quarterback. Of course, Harbaugh was captain comeback when he was a player. And, you know, Doc has done the coach back-to-broadcaster thing before. And it's, it's really interesting that you have, with the Chargers... You have a hire that no one has anything bad to say about. Like, man, Chargers got Jim Harbaugh. Okay, they're ready to play some football. Whereas with Jim Har- with Doc Rivers, still questioning of the move, even though there's no questioning his experience, albeit a good amount of negative experience. Um, obviously, two very different jobs, two very different times, two very different times to make the make the hire. But what I would say is, and this is a real thing. The parallel or the similarities between the two is this. There was no other hire either team could make. Right? That, that's really what it comes down to. There was no other hire either team could make. You're the Milwaukee Bucks and you hire a guy who has played in the league but ha- doesn't have experience as a head coach. Giannis swore off on him and... The defense was bad. There was some bad chemistry stuff. Some of those guys didn't just didn't, didn't like him. If you're going to make a midseason coaching hire, a change in the NBA to a team that has expectations of competing for a championship, you have to have had a coach that has won a championship before. And the guy that was available, and the guy that made sense, and oh yeah, the guy that's a big name in the city of Milwaukee is is Glenn Doc Rivers. It was kind of the only hire to make. You know, the only hire to make, which is the exact same thing you could say about Harbaugh. 
were there other options? I would have been all for Belichick, but that would have taken a complete uprooting of everything and every way they do it, and I still don't know if it works for the Chargers. I would have been for it. But really, because of the quarterback, because of his recent success, because of his ties to the Spanoses, because he's played for the Chargers, because of all these reasons, but mostly you just need a competent coach, the Chargers had to hire Jim Harbaugh. Both hires make complete sense in the context of the fact that they had to be made at that specific time for that specific franchise. Let's welcome in Jared Smith, Fox Sports Radio betting analyst, co-host of Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff with Rich Ornberger, Brian No airs each Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And you can listen live on our Fox Sports uh, Radio affiliates or the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. Jared, let's, uh, let's go to Sunday. We got two games. We got all different sorts of angles to it. Kansas City taking on Baltimore is, uh, is the first game. The Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point dogs in Baltimore. Supposed to be some rain. The total's 44-and-a-half. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and, you know, the first right first thought right out of the gate is, oh, here we go again, right? Mahomes as a dog again, and we're kind of getting, um, you know, the, the battle of these dueling narratives, right? Oh, we're, we're catching points with Mahomes, and, and that was uh, the side that I was on last week because I thought the matchup was a little bit different. The other side of the narrative, oh, playoff Lamar, uh, you know, you know what, what are we going to see from the Ravens? They almost, you know, it was, it was tied last week, and, you know, they struggled in the first half, but... I think this is a very different Ravens team. Um, I, I was very surprised, and you got to tip your cap to D'Amico Ryans. I mean, you talk about a team that's a, a bottom five blitz rate team in the NFL, um, an absolute curveball in the first half against Baltimore last week. They blitzed on, on over 70% of Lamar's dropbacks. Um, you could tell that uh, Todd Munkin didn't quite know how to, how to check out of it, didn't get Lamar comfortable early in the game, but they went at it at halftime. They made adjustments. Three touchdowns on three drives in the second half. That the side of the ball that we knew would hold up well and did hold up well was that Ravens defense against a Texans offense that just wasn't ready for that moment. It was a Texans offense that you have to be able to run the ball effectively against the Ravens defense because we know Mike McDonald, look, he loves to play light boxes and he lets his guys do their thing in the run game. Well, he didn't have to commit any extra guys in the box um, to stop the run game. And you saw C.J. Stroud maybe happy feet early in that game. Just the defense, I think, for the Ravens is really a key here. And then you look at this Chiefs offense. All right, you know, had a few good weeks, but how improved is it? Like, how close is this Chiefs offense to that Super Bowl team from last year? If you think they're getting closer and maybe a little bit tighter than, than, than what they were a few months ago, then, yeah, you're probably betting the Chiefs in this spot. You're taking three and a half. I'm even seeing fours in the market. But if you really look at who the, the Chiefs have played over that stretch, right, Bengals' bottom ten defense the final week before they, you know, made their playoff run. Then they sat everybody in week 18, of course. Then the Dolphins, who had a ton of injuries in freezing cold weather. And in the Bills last week, I mean, you want to talk about injuries and matchups favoring Kansas City's offense. They averaged almost 10 yards per play. Like, every time Kansas City snapped the ball, like, it was just wide open spaces. So I, I, and they still, you know, almost lost the game, barring a, a field goal late. So I, I just, I don't know how good this Chiefs offense really is. And this will absolutely be the best defense they have faced during this stretch over the last month or so. So I, I think the edge absolutely goes to the uh, Ravens defense on that side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, uh, 
you know, I, I think the Ravens' offense can have some success here. The key for me is Willie Gay being being injured. He's going to be the Lamar spy. Uh, the Chiefs' defense uh, struggles against run concept. They struggle against the you know counter run concept, shotgun run concept. These are all things that the Ravens do uh, amongst the highest rates in the NFL. They run play action at one of the highest rates in the NFL. The Chiefs really struggle with play action. So I, I think if, if Gay's not uh, healthy and they can't spy Lamar and and, and they're running the ball effectively, like I, I just don't see a path for uh, the Chiefs. Defense defense to be able to hold up against this Ravens offense. Okay. So you like the Chiefs, you like the Ravens and the over Ravens this week. Ravens, Just, I would say stay off the total. Ravens minus three and a half is an absolute um, fantastic wager. This thing is going to close at four or higher. Yeah. And, and I, I think there's a, there's a talent disparity here too. In, in addition to the style, yeah. as you point out, I think there's just, there's a talent gap there as Lamar is still technically playing fifth year option on his rookie deal. And I think that's one of the reasons you see the Ravens with so much more, uh, so much more talent spread across both sides of the football. All right. Uh, San Francisco taking on Detroit. Detroit's a seven point dog, big total 51 and a half. Supposed to be a beautiful 75 degree day. Yeah, that, that's good for Jared Goff, right? I, I think that's the first narrative, right? And, and I think at this stage of the year, the, the lines are really sharp. They're efficient. The market's efficient. You're not going to see a ton of movement um, off of the opening number. Although this game now we're starting to see leak out towards 7.5. And, and, and I wouldn't be shocked if we get to 7.5. My guess is we got some positive news. Somebody found out that Debo's probably going to play. Um, or maybe some negative news, frankly, on the Lions' offensive line. And that's kind of where we start here, right? Because – for the Niners, I think when you watch last week's game and you say, oh, Aaron Jones had a lot of success. And I remember we talked about it last week, the outside zone concepts for the Packers against a Niners defense that struggles in that area. And, and the Packers were able to find some success. But if you remove the two big explosive plays, that Aaron Jones 53-yard run and then the Romeo Dobbs uh, 38-yard catch when Ward slipped on the wet surface. And don't get me started on how the Niners in their own building had the wrong cleats for the first half of, of that game. Obviously, that will not be a factor this week in, in good conditions. But if you remove those two really explosive plays, the Packers only averaged 3.9 yards per play against the Niners on Sunday. So it is fair to say that the Niners' defense, although on the surface maybe didn't have the best of games, it was a tight game, they were a double-digit favorite, they didn't cover, I think the Niners' defense might be playing a little bit better than than that data point indicated. For the Lions side, they have to run the ball. Jonah Jackson's already out. The backup, Coyote uh, Wosika, he's kind of a liability. Um, Ragnall, the center, is banged up. Uh, he's going to have a much tougher test this week. I think um, Armstead will be a little bit healthier. And, and, and I know the Bucks um, are really good in the middle, but they got banged up later in that game that allowed the Lions really to run the football. Um, if the Lions can hold up in the running game, and if you know a guy like Jameer Gibbs, who has kind of been that, I would say the best player on the field for the Lions offense when he's operating at peak capacity. I mean, he's got incredible afterburners. If they can get the running game going, they can hang here. But the thing that scares me is the Niners offense, because right now the narrative is, oh, well, Shanahan doesn't trust Purdy. Really? Is that accurate? The throw rates on early downs for the Niners, not only last week but all season, the distance of those throws, 
way more aggressive than the Jimmy G Niners offenses. And even last week's game, I mean, think about the conditions. Debo gets hurt in the first quarter. It's raining. You're going up a defense. You're going up against a defense that is vulnerable to the run. And Brock Purdy still had the most attempts of any quarterback last weekend. So the narrative that Shannon doesn't trust Purdy in the big game, like, get that out of your head. I think the Niners are going to come out really aggressive here. I think they have a matchup edge in the secondary against the Lions, who are, like, bottom five in every explosive pass rate category in the NFL. I think George Kittle has a fantastic matchup here. And if Debo is able to play, that's great. You get bonus. My guess is he's kind of a decoy, and it's an IU-Kittle kind of game because I think the edge for the Lions against the Lions secondary uh, with this Niners offense is, is, is stark. Well, I, I don't think there's any reason to, to doubt that. The, the, the points you made about the Lions' offensive line and them being banged up, when that's the, kind of the signature piece of their weaponry, right? They just maul you and protect Jared Goff. And uh, it's going to be interesting. If they're not right and if San Francisco can get to Goff, it's a completely different game. So in that game, totals 51.5, stay away from it as well and take the Niners to cover the big number? Yeah, I think over. I like the over. I, I think so. Maybe how about this? How about a Niners team total over? And this was a nugget that I, I got from a, another pod this week that does such good work um, deep diving these games. So the last eight teams that have had a first-round bye, the, the divisional round has been a struggle. They've stayed over or under their team total by an average of three points. Well, the week after they make it to the championship game, they're going at, over the, the, the team total by an average of three points. I think the narrative behind that, which makes sense, is divisional round, you're off the bye, it's a sleepy start. Sometimes sure. you, you don't you know, play up to that level, but then you get over the hump, right? And let's right. be honest, last week, you want to talk about elements? Like, everything went against the Niners last week. They, that crazy fumble on the kickoff that the Packers recovered, obviously the conditions, Debo getting hurt, and they still managed to win the game. You get over that hump, now the conditions get better, and you're facing a defense that isn't as hot. I think, I think the Niners' offense just has a huge day here. Their team totals around 29.5, so I would bet that to the over. I think Niners minus seven is a fantastic wager as well. And the game total now, 51 going out to 51 and a half. You're starting to see that number reach kind of the top of the value zone. But I think we close 52. So if you want to bet over 51 and a half, I think that's a fair wager. All right. Well, that's Jared Smith. Uh, he's our lead betting analyst for Fox Sports Radio. Check him out. Countdown to kickoff starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time on Fox Sports Radio. Of course, the games are on Sunday, so you'll just get all his information, all his goodness for the entirety of the show. Jared, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend, Doug. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to what the Fox says. And now, <laughs> what does the Fox say? here's Brady Quinn talking about Jim Harbaugh. I think there's a couple things to look at here, too, in regards to his departure. You know, I, I don't think it's anything that obviously Michigan didn't give him within a contract as far as the, uh, the immunity clause, right, in the event that he gets punished by the NCAA or however you want to look at it. Like, I just I think this was the natural next step for Jim Harbaugh. Two years ago, remember it was the Minnesota Vikings he was flirting with. Last year was the Denver Broncos. And and this was a team that and I said it as soon as the season ended and there was a speculation, they made the most sense. Uh, I, I know that he's enamored with Justin Herbert as far as a quarterback and what they have there. You gotta have a difference maker. Like if you don't have that guy that you feel like is a difference maker at the quarterback spot, you don't have a chance. He walks into the door with one of the best and most talented, in my opinion, Justin Herbert. So that helps. But I think this is that opportunity where they're going to structure things to support him the way he sees fit. And they've already got some of the pieces that he needs in order to be successful. So, I mean, look, hes I think he's got one of the better winning percentage all time, minimum 50 games coaching in the NFL like people tend to forget he, he was really damn good when he was with the San Francisco 49ers so this is gonna be a ton of fun for the NFL uh, I think the sad thing is for college football fans is you got the opportunity to uh to get all the sound bites and the quirkiness that was Jim Harbaugh and now it now goes the NFL again well, I, I think it's a huge loss for college football I, I just do um you know remember you're losing Nick Saban you're losing Jim Harbaugh um, you know, the uh, Urban Myers uh, doesn't appear to be on the brink of coming back anytime soon. So kind of what are you left with? You know, I think Kirby Smart has great energy and obviously winning back-to-back national titles will put you on anybody's you know list of Mount Rushmore's or whatever. But losing those big personalities is is tough on, on college football and you've already lost them on the college basketball side. Uh, but, you know, look, my big takeaway for this is if this doesn't work, and there's a chance it doesn't work, right? Not just because of the Chargers, but 
you know, his way of doing things could be seen as older and formulaic and maybe he's too conservative offensively and who knows. And look, it's a tough division. Uh, Broncos should get better. The Raiders, you know, Tom Telesco built the roster that he's going to uh, he's going to utilize in in L.A. And then, of course, you have the Kansas City Chiefs and you'd think this will be the worst version of the Chiefs. There's a chance it doesn't work, but we should put everybody down on record because most people believe it'll work. Right? If if anything is going to work with the Chargers, it's going to be Harbaugh. Now, there are hires like that that don't still don't work out. And as a Charger fan, I hope this is not one of them. But I've seen it before, the one that everybody says it, it'll happen, and it doesn't. Here's Dan Patrick on where Michigan can go from here. Michigan has a lot of candidates, but I, I would think that uh, Sharon Moore will be named the head coach and probably is going to be, uh, since it's a public university, it needs to be posted for a week. I'm guessing probably by this time next week. And he's been there since 2018. He came there as a tight ends coach, and then he was co-offensive coordinator in 2021. And then when Harbaugh was out with his uh, suspensions, he was the interim head coach for six games. So he's already undefeated in his coaching career. But uh, beat Penn State, uh, beat Ohio State, and you know Jim has spoken highly of him of becoming a head coach, whether he, he was going to stay at Michigan or not. You're going to be able to keep your recruits. Uh, that'll be important as well. But just understand what Ohio State is doing. They are spending money. I, I'm sure Michigan in as well. It's just Ohio State got a couple of players from Alabama. So that, that usually doesn't happen that they leave Alabama. But if the price is right, there are some uh, defensive backs, offensive linemen. There's a wide receiver. So they've, uh, they've done pretty well, at least uh, owning the uh, offseason. You know, I think what's going to be interesting, okay, for Michigan is if they try and execute what I thought most schools should try and execute, which is save your money on your head coach. You don't need more to spend money on facilities. If you want to have a really good team, spend that money on your players. Let's see what Sharon Wright, what the final details are of the of the contract, how much money he makes. Uh, but if they're smart, and if Sharon's right, smart is you take that money and you allocate it towards you know whatever it takes to get more money in NIL. And you're like, well, they can't put it directly to NIL. Yes, but no, right? Or no, but yes. They can't direct school funds to NIL, not not yet, but in anything kind of donor-related, if you take the pressure off of those donors to pay up for assistant coaches or for the head coach, that money can go, hey, let's just have you put that money in our collective. Here's Colin Cowherd talking about the commanders opening at head coach. So first of all, here's the obvious stuff that you'll hear everywhere. The commanders have the most cap space. They do. Uh, they have a new wealthy owner. They do. They have several nice, young, and very productive offensive pieces. They do. And it's a weaker conference. That's the easy stuff. They also have the number two pick, and they need a quarterback, and it's a rich quarterback college class. So that's the easy stuff. But I think here's a couple of things that nobody discusses that are also making Washington a very good job. Two of the teams in this division, the Cowboys and the Giants, have very expensive quarterbacks that eat up cap space, and neither Dak or Daniel Jones has proven an ability to beat good teams. That makes Washington a better job. You also have, and this is essential, 
What is the thing you don't want in the NFL? Chaos. It's okay to miss the playoffs. You don't want chaos. Dallas, the Giants, and the Eagles in one year could all replace their coach. Nick Sirianni and Mike McCarthy, and to a lesser degree, Brian Dable are on the hot seat. They got to win. Absolutely. So the commanders could go from the most chaotic franchise for the last decade in this division to the least movement, the least chaotic 12 months from now. Yeah, they could, but they got to figure out the quarterback position. And, you know, you brought in a guy who comes in from San Francisco to run the run the franchise uh, as a uh, as the general manager who everybody respects. So let's see. But none of it happens unless they figure out quarterback. They figure out quarterback, and then we can have a discussion about everything else. That's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's find out who or what is annoying Jason Stewart. And now, it's your annoying. Doug, we talked yesterday on the radio show about um, about Doc Rivers. 
and how he seemingly gets a lot of hate. Um, Gilbert Arenas was speaking with, I think it was on Club Shay Shay, or I think he was speaking with, with Shannon Sharp. Here's, uh, here's what he said about Doc. He, he was going to win Coach of the Year with that record. I mean, for God's sake, the guy who replaced him has the worst percentage of Coach of the Year. <laughs> right now, he's the worst coach in game sevens. Yes. There's nothing in his resume that says, oh, we need this coach. Right. So how does he keep getting these coaches job? This man getting fired and then while he's fired, he's auditioned for another job. Who's he sleeping with? Well, let me know this person. I want a job. I think I figured out why why he does. I think I think the money is a, a major part of this. He just signed, what, a $40 million deal today. He walked away from an ESPN deal that I think that paid him eight figures. Like, I think there's just this jealousy about how seemingly he just walks into one massively paid, high job, high paying job, and people want a piece of that. So, what's the annoying part? Gilbert Arenas, um, who I think it's ironic and it's kind of fresh that he's talking about a guy that keeps get making money and keep getting jobs. Gilbert Arenas made a ton of money to not work for many years, right? Right, and he does actually work. He does his podcast. He's done a bunch of other things as well. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that the crushing of, it, the, I don't mind people who don't know basketball. You know, be like, this doesn't make sense. He's got it. He's got a great record. But like Gilbert, just talk to anybody in the league, and they weren't playing well. Nobody was happy, and I don't think the guys particularly like playing for him. Other than that, you know, like Milwaukee bit the bullet, wrote the check, and went and got a different coach. And they're playing to win and win now, and that guy hasn't coached in the playoffs before. I, I actually get it. You get the hate? I think what's, I, I, no, I, I don't get the hate for, for Doc. I don't get people who are, or maybe what's annoying is people who could very well pick up the phone and find out what's really going on just speaking you know, right, basically right. talking like they're they're on they're some average dude on Twitter with their remarks. That that's what's annoying to me. So, um, I think he was yours. Uh, two people that uh, inspired me to get into this industry thirty years ago: Howard Stern, Jim Rome. Um, Howard Stern is still going strong, and what's annoying is that I uh, disconnected from him probably fifteen years ago. I just saw this um, online, just a little tidbit because you have to pay for all the content, but I'm annoyed at myself for falling for something that a lot of people do. Once be, once something goes beyond a paywall, no matter how cheap it is, I think you can get the LA Times for two cents for every Still won't pay it, right? And there's something about going behind a paywall that just turns people it. off. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and like we used to pay for our newspaper. Yes. Yeah. Right. And yet we will not pay behind a paywall for a newspaper. Right. And and I fell victim to that with one of my favorite radio hosts of all time, and I just disconnected. But I I heard this, and it reminded me of just how much of a genius kind of Howard Stern and his producing crew are. I want to hear this yeah. guy imitate me. This yes. is Stephen A. Smith. Well, might as well call me Stephen B. Smith. <laughs> all right. Stephen not B. Bad. What do you want to say to Stephen A. 
You know what, Stephen A., first of all, I agree with you when you were talking about the fans of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I was living what was going on. I mean, I mean, love was busting that living, you know what? And I'm talking about the Cowboys. They was literally getting their ass kicked out there. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. But what I want to debate with you about is you said Lamar Jackson is going to win the Super Bowl. I yes. totally don't agree with you. There's no way Lamar Jackson beats Patrick Mahomes. Wow. And he's got Travis Kelsey and he's got those googly eyes, but Taylor Swift. It's not going to happen. What do you think of that, Stephen A.? Not bad. Not bad. You, I don't know about googly bad. eyes. I don't use that word, googly eyes. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but but he, he's pretty good. He's pretty you, good. You give, like him a, give him a, a grade of uh, A, B, C, D. B plus. B plus. B plus. I'll take it. B plus. I'll take B plus. I mean, if I'm getting a B plus, that's right up there with Jay Farrell and Jamie right. Foxx. He used googly eyes instead of blasphemous. Yes, blasphemous. Yes, yes. All right. That's right. How about if I use stay off the weed? Nah, that, that, that's an A minus. That elevates to an A minus. <laughs> There's something about um, a character on the Howard Stern show doing an impression to Stephen A. Smith and calling himself Stephen B. Smith. This is like... This is like the kind of layered uh, gimmick humor that made me fall in love with Howard Stern, and I miss it, and I'm pissed off at myself for not following it. It's pretty good, and um, I don't know if you know this. Um, so, like, All Ball was based upon, I was listening to Howard Stern, who I didn't normally listen to because I didn't. This is actually what really happened, okay? I had Sirius XM. Um in a car that I had, and when I sold the car, it was I called to have it turned off and put onto my new car, and they never did it. And so I just didn't even think twice about it. Anyway, I remember getting a bill for, like, Sirius XM, like, three-year update or something like that. It was, it was inexpensive per month, but it was expensive in terms of the total bill. And I was like, I don't even have an account. It was on, like, two cars ago. It was still, somebody was still getting Sirius XM without me. So I was mad. So I was like, man, I'm not ever getting that shit again. Anyway, um, you know how my, you know my rental car p philosophy, right? Where I, I try and get the the newest of yes. new car. Yep. Okay. Well, one of the reasons I get the newest of new car is because a lot of times you'll get Sirius XM if it's a, if it, the car isn't three or six months old. So I was driving uh, somewhere in the, nowhere, Kentucky. Outside of Nashville, on the way to Western Kentucky and Bowling Green, Kentucky, through a storm, and I was listening to Howard Stern, and um, he was interviewing Megan Trainer, and that interview made me go like, you know what? I I've missed listening. I don't love my things, Howard Stern. I don't like most of the bits. I don't love. I like the interviews. I, I mean, now he gets unlimited time, but and most of them are people he knows or knows a lot about but i i actually like the interviews and especially the ones that revolving around music because he knows so much about music um from his years and years and years around the industry but that's good it's good shit absolutely what else um so what's more most annoying today uh falling victim to that paywall thing or uh gilbert arenas's take on doc rivers uh um, I think the paywall thing because we're all annoying. Like just our the things that we will we will will tip at Starbucks, <laughs> right? For no fucking reason at all, 
and yet we won't pay a dollar a year for a newspaper. <laughs> That's great. That's a great Excuse analogy. Me? Yeah, we're all collectively annoying. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. Um, I'm going to need a little help here with the pronunciation because I know I'm going to abort this. So uh, our Lions guy, Chris Perfett, is with us. Amon Amon St. Brown? Amon Ross St. Brown? Yep. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. He's from... Orange County, right? He went to Modern Day. Yeah, he went to Modern Day with, uh, oh man, uh, J, uh, JT Daniel. JT Daniel. So they won three straight championships, and then JC Dan- JT Daniel has played for a bunch of different schools. Anyway, what's up? I want to say him and his brother have a podcast. Again, I'm shaking on the details here, but they had Megatron Calvin Johnson on yesterday, and uh, he gave us something to work with here. You guys have guys on your team that are like starting to emerge into their own stardom, right. which is very cool to watch and, and see happen here, like right in front of our eyes. It's pretty cool to see you guys, just, you know, just boom, you know, over the last couple. I'm, I'm proud. I'll tell you, man, uh, we we yeah, fucking proud. Uh, we yes, proud sir. as hell, y'all. Calvin Johnson is fucking proud of what the Lions are doing. I like that. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Um, that he's he's proud to be associated with the franchise that he couldn't wait to not be associated with That's ever true, again. Yeah. Uh, did they did they get back their money? How did that ever end, end up working out? Remember, because he I'll had a big Chris signing bonus. I honestly don't know. Profet, what happened? Did they did they because they got back some money from from yeah. Barry Sanders, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember the Barry Sanders things. I know when K, when sorry uh, Calvin Johnson decided to walk away they clawed back i think it was a million dollars in a signing bonus and that created a bit of a rift and that boiled for quite a few years after that i don't know how that was ever resolved it's completely off the table as far as i know it's uh, swept on whatever analogy you want to use it's, it's being done behind closed doors but he seems more than happy with the lions organization now so i'm assuming they figured something out and he's doing the same role that barry sanders is just being this representative for the team in a lot of functions yeah we're now, now we're just going to pay you even though uh we we got back money like now we're paying you for doing nothing even though before we were going to pay you for doing nothing and we didn't want to pay you. It's the job that Jeff Fisher somehow, or for some reason, didn't want to give Eric Dickerson, and it didn't end well for Jeff Fisher. And Eric Dickerson is getting paid what he always wanted to. Yeah, Eric Dickerson killed him in the media for it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. What's interesting about Eric Dickerson is like he was never a beloved member of the Rams. You know, like he got himself traded from the Rams. He got into it with ownership, into it with management. Um, and I I don't even think the fans at the time, going back when the Rams were like sad to see him go. But he's smartly made himself into like the voice of all the former Rams. Think of where we were as a society 35 years ago. And think of any black player at that time who took a stand and complained about compensation and, and what the narrative was. And I think that was that had a lot to do with it. Just it was kind of the wrong place in time for Eric Dickerson. Probably. I, I mean, not that now would be a, not a good place in time because he's a running back, right? So it's always interesting. Why can we play for you? Because we can. Let's get to our pick of the day. 
Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. Okay, pick of the day here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Pepperdine is taking on Santa Clara. And uh, Herb Sendix, uh Santa Clara Broncos beat Pepperdine on the road by six. This is going back to early January. Since that game, they've won three out of four. They've only lost a blowout loss at home to St. Mary's. But Pepperdine does not play like St. Mary's. Um, Pepperdine is talented, but really, really struggling this year at 9-12. and And they've lost two in a row. They've lost four of their last six games. Uh, I don't like this matchup at all for Pepperdine. I like Santa Clara minus eight and a half to win and to cover. That's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the radio show or the podcast anytime, anywhere. Just type in Doug Gottlieb. We already know download podcasts and you'll get it. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Doug Gottlieb. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts